Father Lord, we thank you for this morning. We give praise to your holy name. For this little short moment that um, you will be using me to actually grace your people. Father Lord, I'm but a servant before you that knows nothing except that which you have put inside me. Father Lord, I submit under you, Lord, in Jesus' name. That anything you want to teach will flow through me in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Can we quickly open to 1 Corinthians chapter 2? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, let me just start from verse 4. And my speech uh, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Albeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Praise God. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world, that will come to naught. Praise God. But we speak the wisdom of God in mystery, even hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto what? Our glory. Praise the Lord. So there's a wisdom that God has ordained unto our glory. Praise God. And this wisdom that the Lord has ordained unto our glory, when the wisdom of this world comes close to it, it makes it nothing. Praise God. So if you bring the wisdom of this world around the wisdom of God, it, the Bible says that it comes to naught. Praise God. So, you know, when, I'm think, when I was thinking about this yesterday, I was thinking about, you know, my days in, when I was did, I did chemistry. There are some reagents that once you pour a chemical inside, you look as if you didn't pour anything inside. That's how the wisdom of God is around the wisdom of this world. If the wisdom of, of this world enters the wisdom of God, it gets missing. It, it looks like it's never existed. Praise God. So you can see the wisdom that God wants to communicate to us. When we are talking about the everlasting life, that's actually the wisdom of the Godhead. Praise God. That's the wisdom of the Godhead. But and I was not looking at this scripture. The Bible says that we speak this wisdom among them that are what? Perfect. Praise God, the Lord. So it's not just anybody they speak this wisdom among. Praise God. It's not anybody that this wisdom can be communicated to. If I, it's not anybody that can process this wisdom. The Bible says those that can process this wisdom are those that are what? Perfect. Praise God. And who are those that are perfect? We can look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 down. He said, um, for them, for unto some, let's quickly go there, Ephesians chapter 4. Praise God. So we can just look at those that are perfect. Praise God. Those that are perfect. Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, I will read from there. And he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors, some teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Uh, yes, for the work of the ministry. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. From the teaching that Reverend has been teaching us and what we have been teaching in this convention, we have been taught that this perfect man is Christ. And the fullness of the stature of Christ is the Son of God. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. So he's saying that this wisdom will teach them that are perfect. Praise God. That are perfect. That means the wisdom of God cannot just be... Can, now, I understand the fact that everlasting and teachings are coming, even when Christ is not fully formed in us. Now, there's a reason why this is being done. is to speed up our Christ curriculum. Praise God. Now, when you are beginning to see a higher 
um, a higher hope. Praise God. The hope that has been given to you before, you want to speed it up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord. So now that we are seeing the everlasting journey, now it is now um, a a very good um, mindset that we should have, that our Christ journey should speed up. Praise God. And that is the essence of the faith journey. Praise the Lord. Faith journey is actually the journey that actually um, that transforms a man from flesh to spirit. Praise God. And now this perfect man that the Bible is teaching us now is Christ. Praise God. Which is the spiritual man. Because the wisdom of God is actually very spiritual. Praise the Lord. And the only man that, that, that can actually communicate this thing and put it to use is actually the spiritual man or the godly man. When you say a godly man, a man that has been trained to look to God. Praise God. What, what, what am I saying to look to God? Let me, tell, let me understand one thing. that When we say a man is... Uh, Holy Spirit was teaching me something one day. Holy Spirit was teaching me that actually what we call sin is our will. Praise God. From, and you gave me an illustration in the scripture. You said when man sinned, after man fell, it's not that he was committing fornication. It's not that he was committing adultery. The only difference that happened to man is that it's moved from doing God's thing to his own thing. And that was the sin. So what is sin? Sin is when a man is doing his own will. Praise God. When a man commits to his own will, instead of the will of God, is a sinful man. Praise God. That's why every single time God wants to shut down our own will so that his own will can find expression. So, and God cannot communicate his own wisdom, that wisdom of God, to a man that will go and do his own thing. So definitely, the first thing God wants to do is that God wants to raise a perfect man or a spiritual man, a godly man. Who is a godly man? A man given to God's will. Praise on the Lord. So when a man is given to God's will and they now communicate the wisdom of God to him, he can actually process it and put it to use the way God will want a man to put it to use. Praise on the Lord. Praise on the Lord. So when they say a perfect man, a perfect man is a spiritual man. Praise on the Lord. Praise on the Lord. Spiritual man, the Christ man, the godly man. Praise on the Lord. Praise on the Lord. Yes, so this wisdom, the Bible says we communicate this wisdom among who? Them that are what? Perfect. Praise God. Another definition that I can say is that a perfect man is a man that has been trained to consistently give himself to righteousness. The faith process is to train us, to start teaching us to give ourselves to righteousness. But when a man has been trained fully by the faith journey, I'm talking about the faith of the son process. A man becomes something. He becomes the servant of righteousness. Praise God. God cannot commit eternal things to a man that has not become the servant of righteousness. Praise God. What does it mean to be a servant of righteousness? A servant of God's will. Praise God. If I'm not a servant of God's will, he cannot commit holy things to my hand. Praise the Lord. Because I will put it to wrong use. Praise on the Lord. So God cannot really, now it can be teaching me, praise God, but to actually actualize it and it becoming in my nature is a building. What God is doing is God is actually building us. He's building us. Now, if you, you are building a house, you've not completed the foundation and you now put, you raise, um, you've not completed the foundation, then you started raising lintel, there's a problem. That house is coming down soon. Yeah. And God is a wise master builder. It will make sure foundation is completed 
before any other thing can be built on it. And the Bible says it. It said Christ is, the, is our foundation. Praise God. It is a foundational rock. Praise the Lord. And if Christ is the foundational rock, every other thing God wants to build on it must be built on a solid foundation. Praise the Lord. And that solid foundation, my brother was saying it yesterday that Christ is the good soil that God can sow his everlasting seed in. Praise the Lord. It's because everlasting seed of God cannot prosper in a soul that still has self finding expression. Praise God. Self cannot compete with God's will. It's an abomination. Praise God. So a perfect man is a man that they've divorced self from. Praise God. Now we've understood that that perfect man is not corrupt, but is, can be corrupted. That has been the teaching that we have been taught. But that perfect man is the man that God now wants to raise. Eh? Even though he's not corrupt, they want to bring him to a place where corruption will be far from him. That means it will be so decked that when corruption comes, it will bounce back. Praise on the Lord. Praise on the Lord. Aha. Now, the Bible is saying that the wisdom of God, even, when the, the, even the wisdom of Satan, which is everlasting in nature, cannot stand the wisdom of God. Praise on the Lord. I think the mistake that devil made was that maybe because of the close proximity he had with God in heaven, he felt like he was not that far from God, so he could compete. Even with close proximity with God, we are still far. Praise on the Lord. Even with close, even if God sits down here in front of me and I'm looking at him physically, he's, he's far from me. And that's one thing that we need to understand. Praise on the Lord. I'm sure the devil, when, when, he, was, when, when he was chased from heaven, he must have been shocked. That the way this being that I was looking at, that I underestimated, is bigger than what I thought. <laughs> Praise on the Lord. I don't think God did anything extra to chase him out of heaven. Maybe he just blinked. <laughs> Praise God. Maybe he just blinked. Praise on the Lord. So you will see that it is this perfect man that God wants to raise, servants of righteousness. Let's go to um, Romans chapter 6. Let's quickly look at it. And we'll see where um, this scripture actually, uh, Romans chapter 6, when we are talking about servants of righteousness, a man that has been given to righteousness, where righteousness is his con con consistent nature. When, God, when the Bible says that a man, um, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The day I got born again, do you think I can live by every word that comes by the mouth, out of the mouth of God? It's not possible. Because me, I have my own thing. In fact, when I got born again, the ambition I had, eh, eh, and I was using faith to pursue the ambition. <laughs> Praise God. In fact, and God, God is, a very, is very funny that after I got born again, there was nothing. In fact, I got born again into faith. Into faith. Faith towards God. So, I naturally, I want to test faith every single day. That was my, that was my, that, I feel like, you know when the Bible says the just shall live by faith. I didn't have the, the revelation of faith of the son. Living faith. So, I feel like every single day, test your faith. Just test it. Ask something from God. <laughs> Just ask something. So every single time I'm going to class or I'm doing something, I just let me test faith somewhere. Just just test it. And get, get guess what? Answers are always coming. So there was now there was, it was a training process for me because at that point, after faith of the sun started coming, I started I, I had been built enough to trust God. Praise God. But there was a little carnality attached to that's my test of faith. 
praise God. Ah, in fact, it got to a point. I didn't have, know how, what to use faith to test. I'll be driving on the road. I'll, use, I'll look at traffic lights. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm, you, oh, you all know I'm a changed man, all right? <laughs> praise God. If I got to a point, I, w- I told myself I would never use medication again. And for five years, I did not use medication. No, so faith to us, God works. Praise God. It actually works. But that is, a man can use faith towards God all his life, but nature has not been changed. Yes. Praise the Lord. Faith process is the process that actually makes us journey for nature to change. Praise God. Nature to change from unrighteousness to righteousness. Righteousness is a law. Unrighteousness is a law. Praise God. Praise the Lord. When we say a law, what does it mean? Something we are naturally given to. We can't help it but do it. So when we say a man has become a servant of righteousness, he will naturally respond to God. So when they say a man is living, a man that naturally responds to God is a man that is living. Praise the Lord. So when God comes, his normal response, his normal, normal configuration is when God comes, he wants to respond. Praise the Lord. And that was where Adam was until we fell. So when he says, all man has sinned and come short of the glory of God, he has come short of his natural response to God. Praise God. So when they are, so the, actually, when, when the Christ process is a process of repair to bring man to that normal nature of response to God. Praise on the Lord. When they say the soul of a man is alive, he has now been trained to respond to God consistently. So when we are talking about living soul, living soul, living soul is a man that does not have any enmity with God. When God comes, he, he embraces God. He loves God. He wants to do God. Praise on the Lord. Praise on the Lord. Roman, I said Romans chapter 6, right? Please, if I, when it's time for me to, please let me know. Praise God. Uh, Romans chapter 6. Uh, praise the Lord, the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. But I will start from verse 17. But God be time that ye were the servants of sin. Praise God. So you see where we were before. Verse 17. But God be time that ye were servants of sin. Praise God. You were what? Servants. And you know, many times we get angry if somebody tells me ah, you are a carnal Christian. There's possibility to get angry. But actually, that person is just telling us our normal state. No, no. It's actually something that should make me feel like, okay, yeah, this is where I am. I need to change. It's not that I'll get angry with the person. Why are you calling me a canal? No, no. I don't, you shouldn't get angry with somebody that calls you a canal. If you express a canal behavior, somebody should tell you that you are being canal. And be okay with the fact that somebody told you you are being canal. Praise God. Praise God. It's like, you know, the, the soul has been, has been configured to hate rebuke. Praise God. Naturally, soul wants to be offended with rebuke. But actually, rebuke is actually what changes us. Praise God. There's nobody that is transformed without being rebuked. Have you ever seen anybody that, is, that changes without being rebuked? It's either your brethren rebuke you, your pastor rebuke you, or Holy Ghost rebuke you from inside. Everybody is being rebuked. Praise on the Lord. So everybody should embrace rebuke. In fact, when, when somebody rebuke you, the best thing to say is thank you. That you are showing me a darkness in me that I've never seen before. Praise on the Lord. Praise on the Lord. Me, I enjoy rebuke. It's not, it's not fun. And you know, uh, when you have a wife that is hearing the same thing you are hearing. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Don't worry, you will enjoy rebuke. <laughs> you know, there are some things that you do in the house and ah, just in passage, you just say, ah, that's not what they are teaching us. 
<laughs> when you hear that, you quickly adjust. <laughs> Praise God. Unless you are not humble enough. Praise God. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. And that's how we change. Praise on the Lord. That's how we change. Praise on the Lord. Now, the Bible says, But God be telling that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart. Everybody say, obey from the heart. So you are not obeying grudgingly. You are not murmuring to obey. You obey for what? Now, for us to obey from the heart, you must have fallen in love with what is being presented to you. You don't obey from the heart without falling in love with what you are asking you to do. Praise God. So at the beginning, I won't lie to you, it's not, it's not always obey from the heart from the beginning. Sometimes you just you are doing it because you just know it's only goes that is saying it. But somewhere in your heart, ah! But at the time, as you are doing it, something begins to change. You are beginning to see the profit of that instruction. You begin to fall in love with that instruction. At the time will now come, you start obeying from the heart. So it's a process. So anytime you are obeying and it looks like something is fighting inside, you don't judge yourself yet. Just continue in obedience. A time we come, you fall in love with our obedience. It's a process. It's a process. Don't judge yourself. Praise on the Lord. Now, servants, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Praise God. So, doctrine can come, but we might not obey it. Praise God. How many of us have heard doctrine and we are full of doctrine, but is it everything we are obeying? God will help us to obey everything in Jesus' name. I want to come to a place that doctrine, I'm not just an embodiment of doctrine. I'm an embodiment of obedience. Praise God. I'm an embodiment of obedience. Praise on the Lord. Now, when a man is an embodiment of obedience, he has become, a, righteousness has become a nature inside him. Praise on the Lord. And that's Christ. Christ is not just a doctrine. Christ is a nature. Christ is a stature. Praise on the Lord. Christ is a formation. Christ is a building. It starts from doctrine and ends up in a building. So Christ should not just end up, it should not just be a doctrine inside us. Christ should become a building inside us. Praise the Lord. Christ is a life. And a life comes by understanding. Ecclesiastes says something. He said, uh, give you understanding. Uh, uh, I've forgotten that scripture. I was talking about wisdom is life. Something like that. I can't remember. But there's something where in Ecclesiastes that says that. Praise the Lord. So when, when, when doctrine comes, doctrine should be eaten and masticated and absorbed in the body and ends up becoming life. Praise God. You know, when you eat something, it's not really that when you eat and it comes to your belly, you've not really eaten until it enters into, it's absorbed into your body. That's when you use it for energy. You are not using it for energy if it just remains in your body. Imagine you eat and you pass it out without it being absorbed. Have you eaten? Aha. So if life, if that food has not entered into the blood, you cannot be, it cannot be energy to you. The same way doctrine, if doctrine has not become blood in us, eh, it has not become life yet. So when, when doctrine is transformed into blood, praise God, then it has become life. It becomes a nature. It becomes something we naturally do. Even when somebody is tempting you to do otherwise, you naturally respond against the temptation. And that's the way Jesus Christ was. Jesus Christ responded away from temptation. Praise God. Because of the way he was configured. Praise on the Lord. So, verse 18. Being then made free from sin. So, when, when so, um, we are obeying the doctrine. Praise God. When we are obeying doctrine of righteousness that is being presented to us, there's something that is, being up, that is happening. We are being made free. When the Bible says, and if ye continue in my word, you are my what? Disciples indeed. You can be a disciple but not be a disciple indeed. There's a, there's a disciple indeed. A disciple indeed is 
when what is being taught is actually showing as a nature, is finding expression, is is um, is um, is coming into expression. That's a disciple indeed. When if I'm I'm Pastor Jeff's disciple, eh? I'm not your disciple. <laughs> <laughs> I like putting him on the spot, though. <laughs> <Don't mind. laughs> Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Praise God. So, uh, I have to start looking like him to be a disciple indeed. Praise God. Praise God. So, when you say a disciple indeed, is becoming like the master. Praise on the Lord. So, when you now said, if you continue my word, ye are my disciple, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Make. Everybody say make. So it's a making, it's a process. You are being made free. So freedom is actually a building. When you are being free, you are being built against a nature. You are being built against a life. Praise the Lord. So we are being built. We are being built. So making free is that there's a, there's a nature and you are being built against that nature. That means you are rising above that alternate nature. That means that you are being made free. A time we come, you are becoming higher than that nature. That nature becomes nothing to you. Praise the name of the Lord. So, the truth shall make. Everybody say make. Yeah. We are being made. Aren't you being made? Yes, sir. Is the same person you were yesterday. Are you the same person today? Then you have been made. And this convention, you are being made again. Yeah. Me, I don't expect to come out of this convention and remain the same. Because I have been made. And you too will be made. We will come out of this convention. We will look at some nature. Some natures have disappeared. You wake up in the morning and you say, "Ah, I'm not doing this thing again." No, what has happened to me? It's because something has happened. We have changed. We have been transformed. We have been moved. We have moved forward. Can we begin to thank God for this morning? Ragadosa, Thank you, mommy. God bless you. Amen.